This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Good morning. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance, and I'm Sim Weeboon. Today's topic on the show will be focusing on scams, and it will be part of a two-part special where we'll be covering the different varieties of scams, with today's show focusing specifically on phone scams. This is because last week news came out that about 73% of mobile phone numbers, equivalent to more than 21 million people in Malaysia, were leaked or sold to scammers. And this is according to GoGoLooks 2020 annual fraud report. Among four countries, Malaysia ranked first with, like I said, 73% in terms of breach cell phone numbers, followed by Taiwan with 65%, Japan 56%, and Thailand 45%. Now, besides cell phone numbers, the reports also found the top private information leaks were login passwords and names, followed by address, country, date of birth, and email leaks. Now, this is significant because there's been a rise in phone scams lately, with the latest news being a 39-year-old man losing using 1 million ringgit in a 14-second scam call. So joining me to discuss this is Ui Beng Cheng. He's the Financial Literacy Manager for the Financial Planning Association of Malaysia, or better known as FPAM. Good morning, Mr. Ui. Thank you very much for being on the show. Now, let's start off with phone scams. What is it? What is the MO? How does it happen? So a phone scam is basically, if you boil it down to its core basics, right? It's just uh, a scammer, a cheat who wants to separate the victim uh, from its money or trying to steal their login password or their identity or their TAC code. So there are various ways uh, a phone scam can work. Uh, the, the most common one, I think uh, most people will experience with this, it starts with uh, a phone number calling you. Uh, and then when you pick it up, it's a robocall. So that means it's an automated uh, machine uh, where someone's reading a script telling you, for example, this is the police calling you or this is uh, the Inland Revenue Department calling you. You owe a certain amount of money. Uh, if you uh, want to know more, please press one. You know, most people will hang up at this point because they know it's a scam. But for some people like me, I would actually want to know more. So I will press one and then this is where you get connected to the scammer itself. The scammer will then uh, walk you through their script. It starts with uh, them asking your name, uh, asking your phone number, uh, asking for your IC number. Now, why they ask you for your phone number despite them calling you is because when they use a robocall, right, uh, the robot calls you uh, and then they just want to verify your phone number, whether it's you or not. Sometimes the scammer will already have your name, they will have your phone number, your IC number, and even your address. So like you mentioned, our data has been leaked. Uh, if you had a phone number that's uh, more than five years old, most likely the scammer will already have uh, your IC number. Because uh, there's been several leaks over the last few years where our IC number, phone number, and all our personal data has been leaked uh, on the dark web. So it's not surprising if uh, you get a call from a scammer and they already have your personal data. So what the scammer will try to do is then, you know, they walk you through the script. They will ask, will tell you, okay, uh, if the person is pretending to be a sergeant from, let's say, Tawau, uh, they'll tell you, oh, you have an outstanding uh, police summon for 500 ringgit. We are going to put your name through the database and then we will check. And then the scammer will tell you, oh, your name came up in the database for a blacklist. 
I'm going to transfer you to another police sergeant. The scammer will work with another partner in the scam calling center. They will transfer you to another, let's say, uh, the narcotics division. Of, uh, uh, and then the, the person, the sergeant at the narcotics division will tell you, yeah, your name came up uh, for uh, money laundering where drug money of, uh, let's say, 200000 or 300000 was transferred to your bank account. We're going to freeze your bank account. And then once we freeze your bank account, you can't access it. So the idea of the, telling the victim this is to scare them that they will lose their money. This is where the, the police sergeant would then say, I want to help you uh, by transferring your money out so that you don't get uh, your money locked up. So the victim will comply not sometimes. This is where they transfer their money to uh, the scammer's bank account. And that's when you start losing your money. Lah. So okay. during the whole uh, phone call, right, this may take actually less than 15 minutes or 10 minutes because it moves quite fast. What the scammer is trying to do is basically isolate the victim from people. They don't want the victim to talk to anyone and make a decision fast. Scammers know how to pressure the victims into making a decision under pressure where they tell them you're going to lose money if you don't decide now. You have to take action now. Don't talk to anyone or your family members. You have to transfer the money out to me. So this is where a lot of people fall into trap where the victims who are afraid of authority, uh, they don't know how the legal system works. They don't know how the banking system works. And they are basically reliant on other people for this type of information. So when you are cut off from, uh, let's say, talking to your husband, to your wife, or even your children who may uh, normally be able to help you uh, answer these type of questions, then you start falling for the, the scammers. Okay, so what do I do when I get a call like this? The, the first thing that you should be doing is if you get this type of robot calls, don't answer the calls, just hang out. Because government, uh, the government departments that we have in, in Malaysia, we don't use uh, robot calls. We, they, they don't use this type of calls to, to contact with the public. Especially if you get a call on Saturday and Sunday, you know, I received numerous calls uh, pretending to be uh, court officials or LHDN calling on a Sunday. So when I do ask them, you know, does LHDN actually work on a Sunday? And uh, that's when you start to spot it's a scam. Lah. Okay, but, so that, but that's it's not always government officials, right? There are, sometimes it's banks, sometimes it's credit card companies, sometimes it's even telcos themselves, right? And is the script the same for that yeah. though? Yes, there used to be one where they pretend to be from Post Malaysia or they're from uh, one of the Korea companies. They will tell you, uh, okay, you have a parcel that wasn't delivered. Do you want to accept this call? And uh, that's when they ask you to put in your phone number again, your, your details, and then they check. And then uh, they say, oh, your name has appeared in a police blacklist. So again, if it's from a robocall, don't pick it up because even uh, Post Malaysia and uh, some of these Korea companies, they, they don't use this type of uh, calls. They will actually, uh, if you get this type of calls and you do think it's true, it's real, tell the scammer, I will call you back. Uh, ask them for a reference number, let's say if it's from Post Malaysia or GNT Korea or whatever it is. Ask them for the reference number. What is the parcel reference number? Tell them you will call them back. Google the phone number. Don't take a phone number from the scammer because the scammer will give you, obviously, their phone number, right? So you call the scammer and you're not calling the, the legitimate uh, phone, phone number. So what we have also is uh, what we call uh, spoofing, 
where scammers use uh, fake phone numbers. They, they use a technology called voice over internet protocol where they can basically uh, spoof any phone number they want. So that's where you, you actually have uh, people picking up the phone, right? And the caller ID will say, uh, let's say Telecom Malaysia. It will say uh, police, uh, Balai Police at uh, Kuala Lumpur or something like that. When you see that, you, you have some confidence that, oh, this is actually a real uh, call coming from a person of authority. And when you pick up, it's a robocall. So if you are not sure whether it's a scammer or it's actually a, a real person uh, from the authority, tell them you will call them back, call that number. Most likely, that number will connect to the real people, not to the scammer. Because this VOIP technology allows the scammer to basically spoof any number, even your number, my number, they can pretend to be that number. Okay, but what I want to understand also is that how is the money stolen from you? So to understand this, uh, first you need to understand um, how scammers uh, get access to, to bank account numbers. So they do this through what we call mule accounts. Mule accounts are basically uh, uh, account uh, bank accounts of people that they rent from. So for example, a scammer will uh, put on social media and say, hey, you want, are you a student? Do you want to make extra money? Uh, rent us your bank account for, let's say, 200 ringgit a month. Uh, every month, uh, you give us your bank uh, login and password and your ATM card, and we will pay you, let's say, 200 ringgit a month. So the, the scammer will take this uh, bank account with the login and the password for the online, and then uh, they will pretend to be the police officer. They will tell the victim, look, we are trying to help you here. Uh, we're going to transfer your money out from your bank account, put it into this bank account. And then there's, uh, if the victim is suspicious, say, hey, how come uh, your, your name is Sergeant uh, Mohammed, but uh, the bank account says uh, Mr. Lee uh, Tan Swan. So the, the scammer say, oh, this is just a, a, a bank account we created to, to help people like you. So the victim will start transferring, let's say 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 or whatever into the account. Now, there are several mule accounts that the, the, the scammers will use. Uh, there will be layer one, layer two, layer three. So what they will do is money comes into uh, layer one, the first bank account number. They will start transferring uh, from bank account one into bank account two and into bank account three. The reason why they do this is so that if the, the, the first account is, is reported uh, to the authorities, right? Uh, it will get blocked, but the money has already been transferred to bank account two and then the bank account three. So if you want to report a scam, right, it has to be reported within 24 hours. That's when uh, the bank uh, have enough time to actually block the, the money from being transferred. But normally, a scammer will transfer the money immediately, uh, almost within the uh, next few hours. So that's why it's very difficult for victims to get the money back, uh, even if they know the bank account. Because the, the first bank account, the money has already been transferred to the second account and to the third account. So speed is of the essence if you want to report uh, the, the money, uh, the bank account number. Right. Okay, we're going to take a short break for some messages and don't go anywhere. Stay tuned and we'll be right back after these messages. PFM 89.9. Stay tuned for Ringgit and Sense, brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. 
Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Wee Boon and today's topic is scams. This comes off the back of a recent news where about 73% of mobile phone numbers or equivalent to more than 21 million people in Malaysia uh, has been leaked or sold to scammers according to a GoGo Look 2022 annual fraud report. Now, my guest today is Ui Beng Cheng. He's the Financial Literacy Manager with the Financial Planning Association of Malaysia or better known as FPAM. Earlier before the break, we were discussing the MO of how these scams usually operate? How do they try to steal money from you? But now I want to talk to you, Ui. Let's let's take this in two parts, okay? During and after, okay? So let's focus on during. As you're in conversation with someone and you slowly realize that like, this is fishy. Uh, I think they're trying to steal my information. What do you do? So the first thing you do is basically, uh, if you haven't given out any personal information, is to just hang up the call. Uh, just end the transaction with the with the scammer, whether this is an online chat through WhatsApp or or SMS or, or on the phone, uh, just hang up the call. If you have given out your personal information or uh, if you have already transferred money, uh, this could be your relative or someone uh, who, who tells you even, ask them to call the National Scam Response Center, NSRC, at uh, 997. It's a 24-hour uh, hotline you can uh, use to report uh, any of these financial scams online. So the, the government uh, set up this uh, NSRC uh, specifically for this reason, for people to report these type of scams. So that, that's the first stop. Report this as immediately as possible. The reason why you do it as soon as possible is so that the NSRC can work with the banks to block the, the bank uh, account that uh, the money has been transferred to. So it's also important if you have the bank account number, uh, do let the NSRC know what's the bank account number so they can actually uh, try and uh, put a block on it. The second thing that you should do is actually uh, make a police report so that the police uh, commercial crime department can actually start investigating it. So a lot of these uh, victims, uh, they are too embarrassed to tell anyone uh, when they wake up from, uh, you know, uh, their from the scam and they realize, oh my goodness, I've been scammed. It's so embarrassing. Uh, I, I don't know what to do. Don't be embarrassed. Make a police report. Report it to the NSRC. The scammers are counting on you to be embarrassed and not to tell anyone. So don't be embarrassed. Just make the police report and tell NSRC. From your experience, right, how likely can you get your money back? And when you, and if you do, right, can you get it back in full? So there, are, there isn't much statistics available of how much uh, recovery has been made uh, by the police and the authorities and the banks, right, in uh, money that has been lost. Uh, we, we don't have that data. But from conversations that I've had with the authorities, right, uh, with the regulators and also with the police, right, the chances are quite slim, lah. The reason is because uh, by the time the the victim makes the report, right, it could have been one week, two weeks after the the money has already been transferred, uh, or it could even be months later, right? So the the longer the, the time is, right, that one week, two weeks, right, the 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 higher the chance that the money have gone through several layers of uh, new accounts and the money has already been withdrawn from the account. So you, you won't be able to see the money anymore. If you do make a police report or tell the NSRC between that, that one day or two days, right, the chances is much higher. I, I can't give you a percentage of how higher, but at least the bank will uh, put a block on the, the account. So what happens when a bank puts a block on a bank account, right? 
they would tell the, the account holder, please come to the branch in person to make a withdrawal. So normally if you are a scammer, right, you wouldn't want to go to the bank account, uh, the, the bank branch on your own to, to make withdrawal. So at least in that way, there's a chance of you getting the money back. Lah. It has happened before. I wouldn't say there's a zero chance of you getting your money back. The bank has made lah, some recoveries before. Lah. All that being said, right, at the end of the day, how should listeners do to protect themselves? What are your tips and all for them to kind of like not fall victims to uh, such scams? For for phone scams, the first thing you do is if, you, if it starts with a robocall, just hang up. Most likely it's the fake call, you know, you don't have to robocall being Robocall meaning an automated teller, right? Not not a human. Like, you, yeah. It sounds like a robot, yeah, right? It, yeah. it, it, it's an automated uh, uh, voice telling you, uh, you owe certain uh, X amount of money. If you want to find out more information, press uh, number one or press number two. So that's the first sign it's a scam already. Like. So just uh, ignore those calls. Like. Okay. Number two, uh, if someone, a scammer, does call you in person, they're telling you they're the police, court officials, you know, custom departments, LHDN, uh, they don't use this type of automated calls and they tell you, um, sorry, I accidentally uh, used your phone number to register for something. Uh, I sent you a TAC code. Can you give me that, uh, that number? Ignore those type of uh, calls or so. If the person is a, a person of authority, right? Tell them, I will call you back. That's the best. You go and Google that phone number because most likely, if let's say it's a police sergeant in a police station in Kota Baru, uh, telling you uh, you have an outstanding summons uh, or you were involved in a hit and run accident and uh, we're going to charge you for a crime. Tell them, I ask them for their name and then tell them I will call you back. Google that phone number of that police station in Kota Baru. Ask the, the person on the other end of the line, does this person exist, this sergeant, uh, Hassan or whatever that called you? Ask them, does this person exist and you want to speak to them? So that's the best way to verify if uh, that person on the other end is a scammer or not. All right, and we've reached the end of our show today, but do stay tuned next for next week's episode where we focus on online and phishing scams. My guest today again is Ui Beng Cheng. He's the Financial Literacy Manager at the Financial Planning Association of Malaysia or better known as FPAM. And do remember to call 997, the National Scam Response Centre. If you unfortunately fall victim to a scam, they will do their very best to help you with your situation. The number to call is 997. We have the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise. I'm Sim Weebun from The Morning Run at BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia, your lifetime insurance and takaful partner. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.